Stasis. Interrupted. Fire in cryogenic compartment. Repeat. Fire in cryogenic compartment. In association with the whale Yutani Bulletin and SciFi.com, this is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga Podcast. We are the only exclusively alien podcast of its kind, with your hosts, J.M. Prater and Peter Hay. Uh, welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga Podcast. My name is Jamie, and this is... Pete, what's up, everybody? And this is episode 28? 27? 28! I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and today we're talking with uh, our friend Daryl Curtis, and I met Daryl through the Wayland yutani Bulletin, which is kind of the official, unofficial uh, Facebook group for the Alien series. It tends to be mostly about Alien. You have a few Predator things in there, some Blade Runner stuff in there, too. But uh, today we're talking to Daryl, and we're going to kind of talk about um, the marketing campaign for the Alien films uh, leading up through Prometheus and then to Covenant, Alien Covenant, and what to expect with that as that ball gets rolling and we start hearing more and more and more as we are. So welcome, Daryl. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me. Good to be here. So obviously you and Peter talked before. Peter knows you kind of a little bit better. Most of this news is going to be news to me and then news to our fans. Um, so how are you, how are you involved in the alien series? How'd you come uh, to it? Well, I would just, uh, say, uh, nothing special other than I've enjoyed the, f- the film since, uh, I talked my father into taking me to the, to the movie when it came out back in 79. I was of course, uh, too young to get in by myself to see yeah. a, a rated R film. But, um, yeah, the having been uh, I've been an avid reader of science fiction, and of course, uh, Star Trek uh, was a big thing for me. But it 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 totally uh, I was totally unprepared for the future that uh, was portrayed in Alien. And over the years, I've uh, just really been excited as they have uh, released uh, new and expanded versions, as they've uh, delved into their archives and, and given us a lot of behind-the-scenes information, and it's it's a, a fantastic uh, collection, the uh, anthology, which gave us so much, and, and it's really a shame that it's only now that uh, they realize the, the value in, in all of that uh, memorabilia and, and uh, uh, you know, models and set plans and all of that stuff, and, it, you know, it's, it's still there, obviously, but it's uh, so much time has passed, uh, I'm hoping that we don't lose it. But I've just really enjoyed the film. Uh, in the, as the internet picked up I, and I got involved with that, I was able to meet other fans and see there are other people out there like me who had different, uh, different, uh, likes about the movie, but we all liked the, the overarching, uh, themes and, and, and the film as it stood. So, uh, you know, you find that common thread and you build on it and, and you, you end up with a great bunch of friends who, uh, uh, you move forward with. Totally. So, uh, do, uh, Obviously, you got involved kind of further into the Alien series, uh, doing your own thing. Can you kind of explain a little bit about that? I can. Um, I think it all really started for me when um, the book of Alien first came out. And in my library, I've got the original. It's a it's a first edition, which, you know, that's that and a quarter will buy you. It won't get you a cup of coffee, but... Um, I can remember, dim, uh, you know, not dimly, I can remember vividly uh, at the Walden Bookstore. I, I passed that book by 
month after month after month because the, the movie terrified me. I'd read the Alan Dean Foster novelization and, um, you know, I just kept that, that creature was, but it, you know, I'm trying to enjoy the, the science fiction setting and the, you know, the creature just keeps coming in. You can't escape him. But that book had so much behind the scenes stuff. It really introduced me to a lot of the production artwork and what goes into making a film. And I guess about the late nineties, um, Yahoo, of course, was was taking off in the internet, and they uh, hosted what was called GeoCities. And yes. maybe a few folks still out there yes. remember GeoCities. Yeah, I remember GeoCities. Okay, well, um, you know, it was what you see is what you get, uh, WYSIWYG or whatever they call that in the in the uh, industry. But it was a, a fairly easy website build, and I had accrued over time. Uh, magazine articles and Starlog and Sin Fantastic uh, and some of these other out-of-print magazines and really, really uh, like the Nostromo. Uh, you know, whether or not it's a it's a, a viable craft in the real world doesn't matter to me. It's 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 a character in itself, and I wanted to make a website that was a repository of everything I could find on the Nostromo. So I called it the Nostromo Files. And um, I could kid you and say that I designed it to look like the old CRT technology and Alien, but um, the truth is uh, that was the probably uh, the, the limit of my skills uh, using uh, MS Paint and, you know, hand-drawn <laughs> hand things. But um, at any rate... Uh, you know, I just I, I didn't have a scanner, so I just uh, transcribed the articles, um, put them in a in a, a format. Uh, the, the home page was modeled to look sort of like a, a green version of what we see when the Nostromo wakes up in the movie. And then the the navigation menu was modeled to look like the over monitoring address matrix, which we see in the movie. Um, the, uh, as time went on and I started meeting other fans, I, I want to say it was Scott Middlebrook, who's also known in the, the alien fandom world, uh, as a, as a consultant and also for his timeline of events that he's put together. And, um, we, we talked a lot about back and forth and that was kind of cool. And I can't remember who it was, but sent me, uh, now this is back in the days of dial up. And I guarantee you that, that. That scanned, uh, it was a scan of the uh, instruction sheet from the uh, Halcyon uh, Nostromo model kit. And it was probably only a megabyte, but it took like eight hours to download by. <laughs> by uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm really getting that whole uh, old tech uh, space trucker vibe. But that just really blew my mind. It was the first time I'd ever seen uh, a plan view of the ship uh you know the way ridley scott's uh cinematography is in the movie uh he the angles are so tight and that ship is nothing but angles that it's difficult uh to to really understand what the ship looks like and in fact it causes a lot of confusion with people now because uh, they don't know you know is the refinery the stromo what's in the stromo um but from that um I took my meager skills as a newspaper uh, production artist uh, back in the days before uh, PCs took over, and we we did what you call cut and paste, which you know we have a, a modern electronic version of that now. But in those days, 
we would use an X-Acto knife. We would we would produce the art, print it out on uh, mainframe computers. You didn't you didn't have this uh, GUI interface so you could see what you were drawing. You just it was all code. You'd yep. spit it out. You'd run it through a, a wax machine to put wax on the bottom of it. You cut it out and you would stick it onto this sheet and you could compose it that way. And then when you took a photo, uh, when you put it on the copier. Uh, and you, you shot the picture, so to speak, then you, you could, you could literally create like a technical manual thing, uh, you know, diagrams with call outs and all of that business. So, um, taking my, uh, trusty exacto knife and several bottles of whiteout, um, I took to the task of cr creating, uh, blueprints of the Nostromo, uh, deck plans, uh, side view cutaway, that kind of stuff. Geek, geek city, but it, it really was fun to do. Um, the plan that the model uh, kid had was top, front, bottom, excuse me, top, front, and back, excuse me, side, front, and back. I had to uh, put together the bottom view, which uh, if you've ever seen those, those, it's it's horrible, but at the time I was so proud of them because you never, none of this stuff was out there. And, um, but anyway, and of course, uh, about that time, 20th Century Fox came out with their, uh, with one of the uh, big video releases and on their website, they had some little tiny thumbnail black and white, uh, set drawings and you could see the bridge, uh, well, a deck, you could see, uh, the med bay as, which, uh, was redressed for engineering. So you could see some of the major rooms and I basically used that a deck, uh, as a template to draw those plans and did the best I could at the time. Well, anyway. Fast forward 20, 30 years, and I'm, I'm in touch with people who are drawing plans. Graham Langridge, who did the fantastic Nostromo, uh, I've got a poster of it on my wall. I'm looking at it as I'm talking about it. Uh, it was in Alien Vault. Um, as Great I, as book, I met by it, the way, if anybody has oh, uh, yeah. picked it up yet. Oh, yeah, I have it too. Yes. Uh, those things, and, and I can tell you, you guys have the advantage of, uh, you know, we would have lost our IT if that had come out back in the 80s. Yeah. Because nobody realized that there was uh, so much, uh, you know, it was a world that was created. So, you know, now they realize the value and in, in getting that out there to the fans. But uh, in talking with Graham and some other guys at Prop, uh, excuse me, at uh, yeah, PropSummit.com, I realized that a lot of people had seen those goofy blueprints and had seen that goofy website. And, you know, it was kind of neat because uh, good, bad or ugly, it had an, it had an effect on people, whether it, uh, it made them realize there was somebody else out there like them that, that enjoyed the movie. So, you know, at the end of the day, if that's the best you can do, then, hey, uh, it was a good thing. But I really enjoyed it. Um, now, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't even compete with some of the stuff you see out there now, but I had a, a photo repository. I mean, all the photos you could find and, you know, people were stealing from the colonial Marines, uh, tech manual and, and such as that, because there was, there was nothing out there, but it started building this, uh, this snowball. And, and I think that sort of, uh, fan, uh, focus on, on the, that part of the world is, is why we have, you know, the, the, uh, the Alien Archive, the uh, the New Wayland Yutani report, and and you know uh, John uh, Mulaney's uh, fantastic cutaways. So it's 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 a great time to be a fan of Alien because stuff is coming out left and right. And for somebody who started out back in the wasteland when there was nothing around, uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I, I you know I, I totally understand. Like I mean, when I I didn't get to see the the can the canonical or however you say that word three films that I consider the three films. I, I'll include Prometheus in that too, even though I'm not as big as a fan, but I didn't see any of those except for Prometheus. 
um, and Alien Resurrection in theaters. Um, but back in the day, you're right, there was very little. I mean, I had a that original book that came out in the 70s called Alien, and it was in red lettering. Um, yes. It was like a picture book, which was awesome. And I stupidly sold it on eBay years <laughs> and years ago for like $150. Uh, I'm kicking myself. I, I, oh, you're talking about the photo novel. Yeah, the photo novel. Oh, I got uh, one of those for like five bucks. Well, now you, can get them, you know, now that everybody's, you know, now that you have, you know, online, there's a ton of those books everywhere. They have uh, one of those for uh, Outland too. Um, but yeah, so I, I get you. I mean, I, you know, and I've talked about this before. Um, I, you know, my my fandom for you know and Fuhrer and fervor for the alien series was, you know, I had a, uh, uh, like a, a, what do you call that? Like a, a newsletter that called ah. the Viper pit, uh, during kind oh, of cool. built up to alien resurrection. And I would send it out via hotmail and I'd write little articles, similar awesome. stuff that I do now, but I was only like 21, 22. So um, like my age, just yeah. a young pup. Just yeah. And, uh, but it was great. <laughs> and everybody kind of, I need little bits of information. Of course, the internet was new. So 20 or 21, let's see. That was 91 or... No, no, no. That was... Oh, gosh. Oh. 1996, 97. That was when yeah. I was 20 and 21. Yeah. Um, oh, that was so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, but I mean, the the any little bit that people could get their hands on, you know, it was, it was like a treasure. It was right. very different now where you can just type in Nostromo and thousands of things come up, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I understand what that was like and uh, uh, how special things were back then. Not to say that they're not special now they are, but they're just more um, available. It's more accessible now, but I mean, when you consider how long ago and, and everything that Daryl started doing this stuff, it's phenomenal. Yeah, you know, just how little resources there were back then that you could do something like he did. Yes. Well, you, one thing that I've seen um, in in my thirties uh, or something years of uh, <laughs> fandom, um, you what you thought you'd never ever ever see again, uh, you're gonna find that like. I got rid of my Halcyon model. I mean, it's like, okay, I can't do multimedia. It was half of it's in vinyl. I, I'm, you know, I'm just strictly the, uh, you know, the, uh, AMT snap together guy. Yeah. And, and then boom, this year we see that, uh, you know, uh, NECA is, or however you pronounce that is coming out with the, uh, cinema machines and, mm -hmm. you know, they're already released the, the drop ship and then Stromo's in the pipeline. Yeah, and so I'm thinking, yeah. So, you know, you never know what's going to come around, but it's, it's fantastic to, I think, you know, one of the things that appealed to me, uh, about your podcast was the fact that, you know, you have the opportunity to talk to, well, you know, your conversations between yourselves is, are interesting as well, because you're both, uh, you're both fans with your, with, with distinct, um, likes and dislikes about you know it's it, you get you get it's not like two guys just sitting around oh yeah that's great oh yeah that's great um <laughs> you you get the com comparison the contrast but you're you're also reaching out and contacting you know people in you know either you know like john who's who's in it officially or or you know uh other people who who are doing their own fan thing and you know fandom has gotten to the point where um 
uh, you know, that's almost becoming canon. And of course, I, I will say this, and I'll give this disclaimer because I go back to Star Trek because that's the template I draw a lot of this on. You know, the Trekkies were the first geeks about about a, a created world, and so I can tell you a lot of the stuff though that's coming out now. The fandom that's growing up around Alien is, I think, uh, to me, seems to be uh, have grown from that because a lot of Trekkies uh, would get so into it that you could, you know, you, you we know these folks. These are the guys who, and they're a minority, but they're loud many times because they're so into their thing. Don't ask me to think anything differently. Don't tell me what you think. We all need to think the same and yada, 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 yada. Uh, in Alien, I'm finding, you know, you've got people with a broad background and while we may not agree, um, what I find most interesting is to reach beyond that and say, well, you know, what's your background and what brought you to this, this thing? Yes. And, and, you know, there was today I was reading, you know, some guy, you know, bless his heart. He, um, that's a Southern saying, bless his heart. He, uh, <laughs> he goes on when you can, he bulletin and he says, um, you know, I loved the show. I loved Prometheus. And it's like, Oh, you know, you could just hear a pin drop. And, um, some guy, you know, is talking about the script. And a screenplay, and one guy says, "Oh well, you, you call that a screenplay, you know? Obviously, let's just say I won't repeat it." But he didn't like it. Well, you know, isn't it? It's pretty easy to say I don't like it, but tell me why you don't like it, or yeah. you know, you're not adding to the conversation when all you're doing is saying a negative thing. Bring something to it. Maybe there's a facet nobody else realizes. And who's to say that you can't bring that to it? So you know, it's uh, mm. you know, uh, and I think you're part of that 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 dialogue because, uh, podcasts or, I mean, I've done interviews with people and it, you know, interviews are so straight laced because it's very formatted and very formal podcasts are much more, uh, you know, free form stream of consciousness. Well, I mean, that's, kind of, that's kind of what we go for. Um, I mean, we just started this because it's Jamie needed somebody to do the show with and, it's just something we enjoy doing. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. there's people that reach out to us all the time, and it blows me away. You know, we're at like 2,200 likes now on, on Facebook. Yes. Hundreds we're of right. listeners every week, you know. And we're not just saying, oh, this is cool. We like this. You know, we're, we're saying, right. why do we like this? Why are things the way they are? You know, we, we question things, and I think that's what separates us. Which yeah. is interesting uh, that you mentioned that, Daryl and Peter, um, I would say, I don't know how long ago this was, maybe about seven months into uh, our first year. Uh, we're, we're <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> our second year. Um, uh -oh. We get a post on our page saying, oh, I've listened to your podcast and you guys are talking about all this stuff, but I haven't really heard you talk about it. And um, I was like, thrown a loop. And of course, it's the internet. Everybody has an opinion. Um, yeah. Everybody... A lot of people want to be right. That's more, the most important thing. Um, yeah. they, they don't just have an opinion, but they want to be right, and they want the last yeah. word. Um, that's not everybody, but that's a majority of the Internet, unfortunately. Um, yeah. What I feel like, um, and I, I, re I responded saying, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, what? Give us ideas. What would you like us to talk about? You know, we even uh, we, we invited this gentleman onto our show to see. Yeah, we did. Of he course, he may be interested yeah, he never even responded to his post. Um, it was weird. I mean, again, people will write comments like that, and people will say things online that they will not say to you in person ever. Um, yeah. But uh, I, you know, I think that for me, I mean, me and Peter come at the Alien series from different angles. Um, but for me, uh, I, you know, and I appreciate that there's a lot of people who 
um, love the guns and the, and the creatures and the ships. That's great. I love all those things too, but that's not what draws me to the, the, the series. There's something deeper um, that's more haunting that draws me to the series. But I love hearing the whys. That's why I'm in this. You know, That's yeah. why I do it. I, I want to know, well, why do you like that? that uh costume what about it speaks to you and getting right. people to articulate that and then they have a memory about that and then oh hey i did this at one point with my dad or my son or whatever you know yep, yep, um yep. and those things uh those things are really what it, it builds fandom and i know it's and there's things that are polarizing prometheus is polarizing alien 3 was polarizing for years years there yeah. was hatred towards alien 3 now a lot of people have come around on it um i don't think that's going to happen with prometheus um uh, alien 3 was polarizing because it killed off some really wonderful characters but the film itself was well executed well acted well well written despite its you know, it's uh, development hell and history. But anyways, I progress. Um, so I certainly echo those comments. And I'm interested to hear kind of more as you kind of journeyed into your own um, interest and uh, goings on with the Alien series. Well, uh, and, and I'll, I'll touch on something that you said, you know, when you said you don't think uh, Prometheus will ever get there. The You know, I had the advantage of, of seeing aliens when it first came out and alien three, you know, so there was, there was the buzz. I, you know, I remember, you know, going into the, of course, you know, when aliens came out, it's like, Oh yeah, we're going back and, you know, we're going to be armed. So that was, but you know, when alien three came out, um, you know, you go into it with this expectation and, and I think what's missing and you know, this is just my opinion for what that's worth, uh, that a quarter won't buy you a cup, but, uh, at the time, uh, the expectation for a sequel was that it was going to continue the original story yes. and that it was going to take that character further. There was This was way before prequels were ever a, a twinkle in any production assistant's eye. Um, so, you know, you go into Alien and or Alien 3 and, you know, what the events in Alien 3 were like, well, you know, if the, if the studio decided that this is what they wanted the next movie to be, then we've just got to accept it. So whether we like who dies and who lives doesn't matter. This is, this is it. So, you know, you go into it, then alien resurrection. I remember when that came out and it, mm -hmm. you know, the, the buzz of, you know, Ripley in this, uh, you know, in this container, you know, a clone and where's that going? And, and, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Josh Whedon's uh, Firefly. So, you know, I was excited about his yeah. involvement, yeah. but these movies were all, you know, resurrection is probably uh, about the time when, when a lot of internet uh, connectivity had begun and you had a lot of people getting on the boards and talking yeah. about things. Yeah. So, um, I Prometheus. I watched it just the other day. I had read the uh, Spates screenplay and the Lindelof screenplays, and I hate to say it, but I think when I read those two, I enjoy the movie better. Uh, I don't know why, uh, other than I, it explains some of the weird things that they they, they decided. In, in my mind, and you know, I'll give you this just because you know you, you asked me on the show and, and you hadn't told me to shut up yet. But um, <laughs> with Prometheus. Um, you know, in my mind, I go back and forth thinking, okay, Ridley Scott is an incredibly powerful director, yes. but he's not God as far as directors who can tell the studio. You know, he, he's not uh, he's not Tom Cruise, okay? Or, uh, Cameron, you know, or Steven Spielberg. Yeah, right. 
So, you know, in my mind, I'm back and forth thinking, okay, did, did, did he make a mistake? Would they let him make a mistake with the stakes involved, with the money involved, with, with the franchise involved? And, I, and a part of me says no. Um, now, it's much easier for me to watch it when I don't think about it being in any way connected to Alien. But um, I love, though, the fact it's just like the Martian, you know, the, the future that he, he can. I mean, the man can really show the future. He can do the future. And, and that's that's my hope for the, the new movies. But um, and, and Peter and I talked about that, uh, you know, the that that world building thing. You remember, Peter, uh, the you had some interesting things to say about the Martian. And I think you had maybe just seen it when we last spoke. Uh, I, I saw it when it came out. I just remember being really enthusiastic about it. And uh, as I recall, I mentioned to you if Ridley could make a film that great but actually have it to do with Alien, then I think we're in with, for a treat. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, and all that entails. But I think you were asking me about involvement in fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the latest i guess my latest uh uh spate of geekery was on propsummit.com which uh had a, a a great thread uh where guys were i mean there was like just gobs of guys that were on there adding their two cents showing pictures that you'd never seen one of the funny things that i used to to uh discuss on my nostromo files website was where in the heck is the airlock lift and the blister. Uh, you know, as a geek on the Nostromo, you're like, well, who really cares? But, I mean, that was my thing. Well, yeah. I had this, you know, I had written up this little essay, and it was, you know, based on what I'd seen in the film and what I could figure out. Well, anyway, what do I find on Prop Summit but a, the very same discussion? And yet these were guys who had photos of the, of the filming miniature. And, as you know, if you've done much reading about that, it changed so much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, they found it and it was so cool because when I got involved with it and Graham had, had, had decided where he thought it should be, it's like, you know, it, whether that who really cares if it's right. I mean, you know, but it's just the fact that guys sit down and we use what's shown on the film, you know, to reason it out. That was what was so cool, because in a way, it's almost that's almost like a film critique because you're looking to see. Uh, you know, we know we know it's all fantasy. We know it's all you know two inches past where the camera frame ends. It's it's unpainted plywood and and stucco. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that somebody made a choice that this needs to be in frame, and because of that choice, we believe mm -hmm. that this ship is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, as I go through props of it, and I know. Uh, Graham's working on the blueprints and, and I'm, I'm really like, you know, talking to like Graham, you know, once you do the blueprints, we need to do deck plans. We need to, so I'm going to go through the whole freaking thread. There's like four threads and I started making a fact sheet and, uh, it was really kind of neat because, you know, it was based on a lot of the, uh, what you call canon, which I agree is, you know, if it's on film, that's pretty much official, but at any rate, I'm flexible with that. So I'm not, a, I'm not, a, uh, I'm not shooting people with my cannon, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah. um, you, the, the thing was, it was just kind of cool. You know, it's, I guess that's just my thing. It's like, I want to be the repository. I want to be able to pull it all together because I'm, I may not be able to make anything out of it, but if I can pull it together and, and have it in an accessible way, if we've got a draftsman or we've got some other artist who, who needs that as a, as a, a database, wouldn't that be cool? And, um, that's what I've I've sort of done there, and of course, as I every any time I talk to somebody that that that's doing any kind of alien art, 
it's like the model builders even or whatever. It's, it's that same thing because they go, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, well, where do we put the shuttles or, or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, it helps make that world real. I think, um, you know, the, just like the movie focuses so much on Ripley and on her growth as a character and as a person, as she overcomes things. Um, I think the, the environments that they're in should be the background. I don't think they should ever be the foreground. We don't need to have the nice beauty passes of the ships because that distracts. I mean, that's the background. It should, it should always take the backseat to the story. And I, I like the, the idea that, that you guys focus so much on the story and focus so much on the themes because that's really, I think, what people go to these movies for. Um, when, you know, you guys kind of hit on it, the, 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 the span of people on Waylon Yutani Bulletin is incredible. And yet, you know, there's this common theme and everybody likes the movie and <laughs> everybody likes the movie in different ways, yeah. but that's cool. And, but, you know, to, to encourage a positive conversation is really a good thing. And kudos to you guys. We try. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I can uh, take all the credit for that. I don't, <laughs> I don't talk much. <laughs> well, I, I, I just think that, I mean, and obviously we've discussed you know, the, the polarizing films, Alien 3, but certainly Prometheus, which is kind of front and center right now. Um, and it, it's, 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 it's interesting because stuff like that can be divisive. Now people who, like, for instance, uh, and I'll name, use his name again, uh, William Robbie, who founded the Wayland Utani Bulletin, yes. uh, he has some fierce comments about it. In fact, I quoted him in a, in a piece that I, read, or I wrote about... Um, uh, kind of what Alien Coven is. It's really a, a reboot. They're rebooting it again from Prometheus. They changed the name and everything. They, they're, <laughs> they're doing a Force Awakens on it um, after they <laughs> made a prequel. Like, after they made a Star Wars prequel that didn't really do that well, they're going Force Awakens on it. Um, but I think it's important, like, in dialogue, that if someone disagrees with you, even if, like, I can say, I, like, I just called Holloway um, Hollow Character. That's why I refer to him as, because um, <laughs> that's what I think. But some people might love it, and I applaud that, and I celebrate that. That's great. I think that we should be able to, to discuss and discourse our loves and our dislikes and our hates or whatever passionately without going for each other's jugular. And this is something that you know uh, I've experienced in fandom before. Something that I experienced on the Wayland Utani Bulletin when I was kind of going down how much I didn't like a certain thing. And I can be critical in my passion. I am so passionate, but I can be passionately critical too. And I have to weigh that. But there have been times where I write something critical or critically negative about something that I don't like in a film, and people get so offended at it, they attack me personally. And I'm right. like, whoa, man, like, I'm talking about a movie here. I'm not talking about you. That's well, I think, I think categorically people attack other people when – a person's opinion doesn't align with theirs. Like, let's say you and I don't agree with something about an alien that we like or don't like. Most most people in the fandom, it's just like, oh, well, they don't agree with me, so that's okay. But, like, you go to other fandoms, and it's like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard of uh, Frank Herbert and uh, oh, his yeah. novel Dune. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and I jumped to this simply because I think you, you you hit on something that I have to remind myself. You know, I, a lot of times, I, and I love these films, and I'll find some cool thing to me 
and I'll post it, and then you get somebody that's just ah. Well, anyway, I go <laughs> Their back. Opinion to, I go back to align um, with mine. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, in 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 Frank Herbert's Dune, he had the Bene Gesserit, who were this sisterhood, and they yeah. had the power of voice. Yeah. Voice could control people, and and when Frank Herbert was inter, uh, interviewed once about the uh, his novel, and he talked about voice and the the where that idea came from. He said, um, if you really stop and think about it, he said, you can really, you can really, uh, you know, you can reach out and, and, and pop somebody in the head and affect them. But, you know, you can also do it with, with your voice. He said, mm -hmm. just imagine a certain stereotypical person in your mind and how you could say something to them to totally like throw gas on a fire. And I think there's a lot of people, we used to call them trolls on the old boards, but I think there's yeah. a lot of people who like to go on there and they don't like it. They don't want to add to the conversation. But unfortunately, you know, I don't want to be judgmental and say, well, they just don't have the imagination to to think hard enough and come up with something. So I try to turn it around and say, well, you know, maybe they're just having a bad day and, and you know, tell me why you don't like it. But, you know, I think some people just, they know, when you're passionate about it, they know just what to say to hurt your feelings or piss you off. And then boom, they, once they brought you down to their level, you're done. Yeah. You know, you got to stay on that. And, and I think in alien, in the alien saga, see, cause I've never, you know, uh, uh, a really, a really nice guy that lives in Florida, South of Tampa shared some, some fantastic, uh, comics, graphic novels with me that I've yet to delve through, but I've never really mm -hmm. read the expanded universe of aliens, so to speak. And, um, because to me, it, when it first started, it was derivative, but now it's a, it's its own thing. So I'm more about the movies, but I've seen so much, um, you know, just to say that alien three sucks or Prometheus is a joke. I mean, yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's not, that's, you know, opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got one and everybody else's stinks. Yeah. But, um, at the end of the day though, the book's still open, I guess is what I'm saying. So how do we know that there may not be something later, whether it's retconned or not, that makes it all make sense, or maybe they learned their lesson. You know, you guys, if you ever have, if you've never thought of this, you know, your guy, you guys podcast could be very well something that, that the studios are listening to. They're, they're you know, they're reading the boards, you know, they're reading the internet. They pay yeah. people to do this kind of stuff yeah. because that's their, I mean, that's gold to them. They're getting yeah. instant feedback. Whereas before they had this and they're still doing the, the test audiences, but you get so much feedback so quickly. And I think the reason why I'm going on this, it just suddenly crystallized. I think the reason why people, uh, fans who have been drawn in, to the official world, the people, for example, who uh, were, were drawn in to, uh, you know, inform the alien vault, uh, the archive, the Whalen yutani report. I think the reason why those fans were drawn in is because of all the voices out there. They were a positive voice. They were they were they were looking to to make it better, not to tear it down. And I think anybody that's doing that has the has the capacity to be a part of it. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're 100% right. I think the, the, the studio is listening. And the studio is listening um, unlike they've listened before. And I'm talking about Fox and I'm talking about Covenant. Um, and I think that uh, it's a powerful tool. I, I would absolutely agree. Uh, I readily believe that we have our show has probably been listened to by one or two people um, at Fox who are like, okay, this is what people are saying. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm I'm vibing with you for sure. 
I mean, I do think it's a little early to tell regarding like how the production's going along because I'm sure they're filming already and the sets are being built and we're seeing stuff leak. But uh, I, I really do think Fox wants this one to succeed and not uh, divide people like the last one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, bad publicity is still publicity. Right. You know? People so are still going to watch the movie. Yeah. People are going to watch Prometheus just to see why in the heck so many people hate it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but but we'd love to have you know <laughs> we'd and love I, to have the yeah. Well, I mean that's why I I sorry sorry to no, uh, no go ahead go ahead. I, I just I that that the term hate like it's so um it's it's troublesome to me. Like I you see that on Facebook or social media the haters and you'd be say you write something critical and you hear the term hater or um haters gonna hate or whatever and i like and i i hate that term oh, i just used it <laughs> i don't like that term <laughs> i don't like that term because i can like some i can like parts of something but not like all of it um right, i've right. seen this in the star wars uh circles as well because i'm a huge star wars fan yeah. um in fact i have probably have more star wars paraphernalia than i have alien paraphernalia but i'm talking about alien way more than i talk about star wars um, and, oh, if you don't like all the films, you're not a true fan, or blah, 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 and true fans this, and true fans that, and, or if you're critical, haters gonna hate, I mean, I saw it on the way, the, the way on Bulletin today, about, like, right. you fans, someone saying something like, oh my god, people just are so negative, I'm like, it's not negativity, it's articulating opinion, that's what it is, that doesn't mean it's negative, that doesn't mean it's necessarily positive, that's an opinion, um, and that doesn't mean you can't like that thing. It just means that's their opinion on it. Now, with Prometheus, um, Prometheus, it wasn't this huge money maker for Fox. I would even I've called it barely. I, I called it before barely um, profitable. I would even that's I think is even being generous. Um, Prometheus made four hundred and six million dollars worldwide. That's not a lot of money. Not a lot of money at all for a studio. Um, I'm even shocked it got a sequel. To be honest with you, I'm shocked. Um, and, uh, or whatever this movie is, it's kind of a, sort of a sequel, sort of a sequel. <laughs> right. It's not um, out yet. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the titles changed. They're calling it alien covenant. I mean, they're pivoting away from Prometheus, even in interviews with Scott, which is something Peter and I talked about before Scott is pivoting away. Someone in an interview recently said, oh, so this is going to be a sequel to Prometheus and Ridley Scott goes, actually, it's going to more be in line with alien. He completely pivoted away from it. And uh, if you notice on Alien Day, you know, 426, mm -hmm. the films that Scott, that the Fox were celebrating were Alien and Aliens. They didn't right. mention Alien 3. You didn't see any photos. You didn't mention Alien Resurrection. Nothing. They didn't even mention Prometheus. They right. mentioned Alien and Aliens. Those are the films that people love. Those are the films that they're trying to get back to. They right. realize that. They know that. Um, there's some real, or there's a paradigm shift going on at Fox right now. They know they need a hit. They know it. They know that this next film has to hit it out of the park in a way that hasn't been done since Aliens. Um, and they're listening. They're listening. They're listening to see what people want. Um, in, in, in a subtle way, not in a, oh, let's just give them everything what they want. Because if they gave us all what we wanted, it would just be, it would just be another Alien Resurrection, you know? Well, it would just be pandering, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. I, I would throw this out there and say for the next Alien movie to be what you're saying, um, I don't think it can be 
uh, what's the right term? I don't think it could be a fanboy movie. I, I think it's going to have to be a movie that at the end of the day, John Q. Public can, he wants to go see a science fiction, horror, action, whatever, and he's going to get it. The same guy that wants to, says, you know, I want to see this movie Alien because I'm just, I know nothing about it, but I'm interested about this, you know, this crew and this clunky spaceship and they run into this problem and how in the heck they deal with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, and the reason I'm saying that is because the only reason I think, um, like Lord of the Rings was so big, you know, cause you talk about fandom there and, and, and haters there. I mean, I mean, I read the books, I could talk all day about the difference in the two, uh, the movies and the books, yeah. but at the end of the day, Peter Jackson knows how to deliver an action film with, that appeals to the general public and you know at the end of the day there's a lot of alien fans out there but there's a heck of a lot more uh moviegoers that want to see a nice popcorn film that's you know and and i think that's why maybe prometheus made as much money as it did because you didn't really have to have you know you wouldn't have been disappointed if you know nothing about alien to go see that movie you'd have been really freaked out but let's face it you know nothing's going to be the John Hurt chestburster scene. Yeah. But um, I think you make a valid point. I think, though, they they realize the importance of this franchise. I think Sigourney Weaver has been working on them for for a while. I mean, if you, just the, and I don't scrutinize her media, but just over the last 25 years, what I've heard her say and not say has been interesting. Yeah. Um, you notice you don't hear a lot of Cameron. You know, Cameron's yeah. over in... in uh, he's in love. Avatar Land. He's, he's in Avatar Land. He doesn't need. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and, and, you know, you can't beat Sigourney Weaver. I mean, you know, she stands to make some money as well. Yeah. I don't care. I yeah. agree with her. Let's make a good movie. Let's make a movie that, and, and I think, um, you know, I, I love it that I, the last thing I can think of, other than, you know, what uh, uh, Fassbender has been credited as saying, um, was this explosion thing that happened at the site at the mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at the uh, filming site? You know that's yeah. the kind of cool stuff you need to you know you need to know. It's like okay, at least it was planned. Okay, there wasn't yeah. you know some Prometheus haters weren't out there blowing up the sets. It was planned, <laughs> part of the movie. You know, but but you know, I'm, I like how they're backing us off. You know, I like how we don't you know please you know really I don't care if you change your mind fifteen times. I don't want to hear it. You know, just yeah. quit talking about it. Yeah. Let's yeah. wait and let's let the movie come out. Yeah. And which, you know, uh, we're going to kind of get into the marketing a bit. I mean, um, of the films. Um, but I, one thing that I've noticed, uh, on Prometheus that I haven't noticed on any other film, um, which before I get into that really quick, we're talking about alien resurrection and how, I mean, I feel like that's the worst film of the series. I mean, alien resurrection, I'd rather watch alien predator, alien versus predator requiem in the first one more than oh, I yeah. resurrection again. Um, resurrection well, doesn't exist. um, like, but when Alien Resurrection, and I'm sure you remember, Daryl, uh, when it was being teased, they're releasing the teasers. I was in yeah. theaters. People were out of their seats. Like, <laughs> oh my God. People were like, Whoa! I mean, I remember when they, they um, uh, showed that first teaser um, where you heard the twinkle, twinkle, little star. Right. <laughs> and uh, then it goes into the dun 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 And then all the, the quick cuts. And then you see the alien kind of roaring at the end, which was a bit obvious, but it looked really cool. The theater was packed that I was in, and people, there was, I mean, it was like a, it was like you're at a football game. That's what it was. It was the yeah. best response to a teaser I had ever heard. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. and then the movie opened to 29 million and it flopped. Yeah. Um, but uh, so then I'll, I'll kind of get back into Prometheus. The the build up to Prometheus was mysterious. It right. was you didn't know what you were seeing. Um, but at the same time, they were giving a shit ton of it. Uh, yeah. There was yeah. so much marketing going on for Prometheus. Uh, it was I've never seen so much marketing for an alien film before. Because um, it is an alien film, let's just be honest. That's what it is. Derelict engineers takes place uh, in the universe. Face hugger, you know, alien at the end. It was an alien film. Um, but uh, with all the other films, you got to see very little of what was happening. You didn't know. You might have seen scenes. Um, you didn't know what was happening. But in, with Prometheus marketing, they told you everything. With I mean, the, the viral marketing was a little bit different, was a little bit more subtle, a little bit more nuanced. You weren't really sure. The stuff with David was brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. But then when they started releasing teasers, and in the, one of the first teasers or second teasers, you see the derelict plummeting to the, the planet. That's like the MacGuffin right there. You know, they're giving it away. Um, and they'd never done that with marketing before. But I'll, I'll wait to kind of go into that a little bit more. But well, uh, it's just something... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, no. Well, I was just going to say... Um... The one of the biggest uh, criticisms I've heard about the uh, video release uh, of Prometheus was that they put a, a freaking engineer on the cover, <laughs> you know, which should be a reveal. But, you know, you bring up an interesting point that uh, I play with writing and try to understand storytelling. And one of the things that I and I think you guys have alluded to this in a lot of your conversations when you're watching a movie and in the first 15 minutes, um, you know, exactly how this, you know, you know, exactly the mystery solved in the first 15 minutes, whatever the mm -hmm. movie may be about. Mm -hmm. Well, then, you know, immediately in your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, if we know this early, what the, what the mystery is, then the story has got to be how we get to it. You know, how do we get to the end? How do we, how do we solve it? You know, it, as opposed to the movie that starts out and tells you nothing and this huge mystery is out there and you find out in the last five minutes, wow, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. So, you know, take it, and I'm not articulating that clearly. I'm hoping I'm making the point, though, that when uh, when when a movie comes out like, like Prometheus, what they're showing me, I'm trying to think, okay, well, if they're showing me this, what it – I'm trying to think of the other implications. And I do want to go back to resurrection and say, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very visceral movie. It's, it's very lush. The cinematography is just fantastic. Um, the, the characters, I mean, the, 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 the care, the crew of the Betty, you know, um, somebody, I think on, on, uh, the bulletin was asking the other day about you know if you if if, if in all of the movies who could you see or in 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 the movies each movie who could if you could who could you who would you want to see more of and I was thinking about that you know that's the kind of cool questions that I like because it makes you stop and think about that movie and it makes you um, it makes you rise above the alien dogma and for yourself decide well. Why do I like or dislike that movie? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to listen to what everybody else says because you, you hear a lot of that in the hate. You know, you hear the same thing. It's like people just it's easy to just repeat what somebody else says. But it makes you stop and think about what is it that you liked and 
you know, the other day you asked me a question about about Ripley, and it's like I sat down and wrote something that I would have never done before, but you made me think about it. That's the kind of cool stuff that I think as we go forward, um, even in the marketing, you start you start looking at the marketing and you realize um, they know. I think they're getting a better handle on what people are looking for in these movies. They knew that that we. We knew we, we really were fascinated by this this faceless company. So when you see the uh, what was it called with uh, the Shaw character where she kept calling uh, Waylon and uh, was it New Eye or or something Eye? It was it was like a it was a it was a it was one of the uh, viral things, and it was like she would call and it was a video oh, yeah. call. And it would yeah. analyze her face, you know, and all these graphics were coming up. Yeah. and then that 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 trippy. Uh, can you, you know, are you cut out to be on this crew and you went to the website and you were doing all this stuff, you know, they, they're realizing that people want to be involved. They want to have yeah. a part in it. They want, you know, um, we're never going to have input on the script, but that's, that's yeah. neither here nor there. But I think as, as you know, you're starting to talk about marketing for this new one, it's interesting that even as, as far out as we are, it's not too early for them to have started things, and the fact that they haven't, haven't. Yes. is 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 a statement. I think I think they're being very careful, and I think you've you've hit on that by saying they learn from their mistakes. And at the end of the day, if they're learning from their mistakes, isn't that a good thing? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, and I've noticed that too. Like, I mean, and I'll, I'll reference um, the Force Awakens. Now, of course, there was a lot out there for the Force Awakens um, in terms of early leaks and that kind of thing. I made yeah. the choice to not read them. To not, I mean, I watched the trailers. Uh, whatever tra tra trailers were available, I watched. Um, but it gave away nothing to me. I went in that film not knowing anything. <laughs> I knew a couple of things here and there, and I felt like I was seven years old, you know, seeing uh, Jedi in the theater. You know, I mean, I'd seen Empire in the theater as well, but I was younger, um, and I was only one when A New Hope came out. Um, but I just, and the more I watched The Force Awakens, the more it just. I'm just like I've said this before. Like I just sit down. My nephew, who lives I live with, um, he's five, and he watches The Force Awakens all the time. And I cannot help but sit down and watch it with him. Yeah, it just cool. it just spellbinding to me. It gets better and better. And that scene with Ray and Kylo Ren in the snow—that's oh, yeah. the stuff of legends. Um, and don't uh, you I, think you know? Don't you think that that even at his age, to see somebody your age, yeah, becoming a kid again. To see this, I mean, that's yeah. got to be the coolest thing, you know, one of the coolest memories you'll have. Absolutely, and uh, so pivoting, pivoting back to the Alien series, um, I firmly believe that uh, less is going to be more in terms of marketing. I think that uh, Fox is even with that one image that they gave you with a patch of Whale and Utani. That's all they gave. They could have given us a character. You know, they've been filming for more than a month. They've been filming for about two months now. Um, they started filming. Well, maybe a little bit, maybe like uh, eleven, uh, maybe about six weeks they started filming in the beginning of april from what i or actually march um and i just really my gut tells me that they are going to go the the force awakens route they're not going to give out a lot of information there's going to be tidbits here and there even what fassbender uh talked about and me and of course in our latest episode uh peter and i discussed kind of fassbender using blade runner as a film yes. to compare what's going on he didn't use alien he didn't use aliens he didn't use alien 3 he didn't use prometheus he used blade runner to compare it to and i mean you can't get i mean you can't draw me in more than that you know <laughs> it's amazing yes yes well uh 
and, and to spin on the old saying, still waters uh, run deep, uh, Peter, uh, what's your, uh, taking the, uh, the title Alien Covenant, uh, what's your thoughts, and I know, you, I know you're a deep guy, and I know you think about this stuff, what's your thoughts on what covenant could mean vis-a-vis uh, -vis the story? That is a pretty good question. Um, personally, I think it's going to be the company furthering their interest in the xenomorph and maybe even uh, trying to cover it up to set the stage for Alien because I know this is supposed to be more of a close prequel. Um, but I, I feel like the company is going to go after the Prometheus, try and figure out what happens, and then shit hits the fan. And they're like, whoa, 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 full damage control mode, and then try and uh, cover it all up. Yeah. Very good. I, uh, I think, uh, you know, for him to say aliens coming out of people, I mean, that happened in, Co in uh, Prometheus. But I think, uh, yeah, what you've hit on, I think, is uh, that larger universe that they've built and, and and getting back into that and and jamie have you have you had the thoughts uh as to the choice of the the, the title well it's of course very revealing even the patch the way the, the the patch that they showed in that photo it's uh a representation of what's seen in the bible in terms of the angels the ark of the covenant what covenant means is a promise uh, a rainbow in the Bible is considered a promise that God would never flood the earth again. So it's a yeah. promise. It's a promise made. Um, so uh, we'll see. Um, and of course, Prometheus is, you know, based off um, the the mythology of, you know, the God of fire who then creates. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of tension going on with that too, where within that creation, there was also misery. There was also pain. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think covenant Covenant to me, the use of that term is pretty mysterious and it's pretty scary um, because I even think about um, Raiders of the Lost Ark and at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, they have the Ark of the Covenant and they open it up and, you know, there's a saying of what's truly holy is also going to be truly scary. Um, uh, and that's in fact what they met. Um, yep. Where they were going, they went in search for God and they found him. And they were yep, not, yep. and uh, of course, Indiana Jones, who's like, close your eyes, do not look, because we, we weren't, we're not, as, as kind of human beings, we're not, this is not meant for us, this is meant for the eyes of God. Um, and so what I think the crew is going to, this colony, because they said colonists, so they're going to colonize this earth or this planet that they think is um, a paradise, um, yes. And then they find David, who, you know, is the only survivor or whatever. They don't really know why he's there. Um, I'm sure the company knows, you know, in the back of their minds. Yep. Um, but I think they, they encounter something that is only meant for the eyes of God. It's a covenant only meant for God's eyes. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just, and I think it's going to be pretty scary. And I think the introduction of the, you know, all the tropes again, I think they're going to be different. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I have great hopes for this film. I really, really do. I think... Uh, there's some really smart people involved with the script. Um, yeah, yeah, Michael Green on it, right? I think that's Michael his Green, name. and then I think John uh, Logan. I think the, is the guy who rewrote the script. The guy who wrote um, uh, 007, the uh, Skyfall, um, which was uh, lauded for its script. Um, so they've got some real heavy hitters um, working on the story. So I have all confidence, and really, that's what Ridley Scott needs. He needs a story. He needs to not be in charge of the story. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that's think. My, 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you go back to Alien, and especially when you watch, like, on the uh, special features on the Alien Anthology, and you listen to Dan O'Bannon, you know, uh, talk about uh, the evolution, shall we say, of the script. Uh, he's not a big fan of Walter Hill uh, or Guiler, um, yet they made a lot of changes when you read uh, uh, if, if someone has uh, needs a reason to buy the anthology, that alone to me is uh, a good one because you uh, you go back into the uh, O'Bannon's original screenplay is there his his uh, something what is it something absolutely disgusting something like that he's it's an essay that he wrote and it it delves into what it is an alien it makes it so impactful um and i think it's only one aspect of enjoying the movie or, or appreciating the movie. But when you realize what it was doing at the time in 1979, I think we need something for 2016 or 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys grew up in a world of media that I didn't. Um, you guys grew up in, in a different way. And it's good. You know, I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. I'm just saying it's much differently. So I, as I talk with a lot of different fans, I, I, I try to be aware of where they may have been because you take a lot of things for granted, depending on where you are in that, in that, in that, in that, uh, uh, spectrum. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we, you know, we, we all like to have, the, the popcorn movie, you know, you can take your girlfriend or your best friend or whomever your friend is. Uh, don't want to think, just blow it off because, you know, I've had a rough day working. But um, sometimes we like to have something that does that and also drops that nugget in there that makes us think. Um, you know, I think that uh, the problem with Prometheus is, 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 you know, it's it's got a lot of religious overtones. But I don't think, you know, there, it's trying to preach anything. I think, you know, science fiction has, has always been about how, how technology is going to meet all of man's needs. And I'm telling you, if that were the case, you know, we'd be working, you know, hey, in this day and age, we were supposed to be working 10 hour weeks. You know, all our time was going to be recreation. What are people doing? They're working 80 hour weeks and technology has enabled that. So I think that. The alien universe is a natural progression of that. Technology rules people. And that's, uh, I wrote an article about that recently about how um, I think these, the alien saga is, is in a large part about hope. Because despite that sea of, I don't know, uh, dismay, you have these characters that rise up in these movies who fight against that. And, and, mm-hmm and and inspire others to do that and mm-hmm. i think um at the end of the day i'm less worried about what that was that that dallas and and lambert and uh were looking at in that chair than you know what is this movie going to tell me about ourselves and yes and what would happen to us if we go out into the universe and and discover things beyond all imagination i mean you you kind of touched on it you know arthur clark said something like you know any advanced technology is you can't tell the difference between that and magic 
So, you know, when you look at some of the technology in, in Prometheus, I think, you know, you see some of that. Something, it doesn't mean they're God. It just means they're so far advanced. They could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think it's, 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 there's so much possibility that I'm leaving, I'm, I'm leaving my mind open because I think, uh, I'm hoping, maybe I shouldn't say I think, but I'm hoping we'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, I even think about like the series, like I, 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 as you talk about maybe the series is about hope. And I certainly think that in terms of myself, my own opinion, um, that is a big one. But I re even think about the character of Ripley because that's the character I identify with the most. Or I maybe not identify, that's the character I've latched onto the most. In the beginning, in the first film, she was a survivor. Um, in Aliens, she turns into a whistleblower. She's right. like... Um, and then in Alien 3, she kind of completes that. But then you see her, even her physical look. In Alien, she starts off with this long hair. Yep. In Alien, she cuts it short. In Alien, yep. it's gone. In Alien 3, it's gone. And it's it kind of uh, it's it kind of signals to you this she's lost everything. She's right. even lost her hair. Like it's, right. it's she's lost everything in her life that has made her. You know, now she's one of the crew. She's one of the prisoners. She right. is a prisoner. Um, Maybe she wasn't, she wasn't sent to the colony. Well, she was. She was, her, her, the company ejected her cryotube and that EEV on that prison colony. She became a prisoner. And she was already, she had, and she became one internally too. So it was a, a manifestation of what was happening internally and externally. Um, and that, that speech she had at the end, she goes, um, the first time they heard of this, it was crew expendable. And they sent in, then they sent in Marines. They were expendable too. And she goes, what? She goes, they're not going to care about a, a bunch of livers who found God at the ascent of space. Like she realized this is who I am now. I am a prisoner. I'm one of them. Um, they don't care about me. They never did. Um, and it's, if you kind of look a little deeper into these things, which is what I love to do, it's really satisfying. Um, and it's really smart, intelligent filmmaking. I mean, Alien 3 is arguably a smarter film than Aliens. Dare I say that? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> as he says as he ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Tomatoes being thrown at me. Um, but anyways, uh, I waxed No, I, I think it, it, from a certain perspective, that's right. And I'm sorry, Peter, I stepped on you. Oh, I wasn't speaking. I'm just listening. You know, I respect your elders. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that was a diss. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys. Um, I'm, just, I'm just trying to listen. You know, well, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were we were speaking, but it's probably feedback from. Uh, well, uh, but seriously, I think you bring up a good point, though, because um, I think you said you're somewhere in in the 20s, and um, I'm in the 50s, and I think uh, Jamie, where do you fall? 40. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so we're talking about three significantly different references and yet we're sitting here talking about it and you know peter he opens his mouth but you know he could be complaining about you know these these you know what i'm saying we're, we're talking about three different perspectives that are drawn out of three different periods in time yeah and what peter grew up with as a child in, in television and movies, which leads him to expect certain things out of media, what you did and then what I did, you know, the fact though that we can converse about this without arguing about minutia, um, I think, you know, is, is a larger model for the, for the fandom because I think, um, you know, recently I think there was a, a, 
a female member on the bulletin that, that was expressing how safe she felt being on there. And I thought, you know, that's pretty cool that, um, you know, uh, sometimes fanboys are so misogynistic that, you know, women just don't feel comfortable being yes. around. Yes. And, you know, the, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I may think your, your ideas are crazy and I may not just subscribe to them at all, but you know, I've got to balance that with, well, but do I just want to have a continuing conversation? Because when part of the good stuff that comes out of that is worth, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think that's the difference in, in trying to, um, to, keep these conversations going. I can only imagine how difficult it is for you podcasters and for the, the bloggers to come up with new and entertaining content that's original because so much of this other stuff is, is simply a repost of somebody else's uh, article. And um, original content is, is difficult, I think, because so many people do slag you if you, God forbid, have an opinion of your own. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important because um, there again, I go back to, well, why do you have that opinion? You know, and, you know, don't not like I need 15 citations and and, you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, explain yourself. Tell us who you are by virtue. You know what I mean? That yeah, makes exactly. sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the opportunity of meeting Peter um, when I was on vacation and, you know, we just clicked and, you know, he's sharing the, the, the report book. And I'm like, how cool is that? I've got one coming. I'm afraid to look at it too much, but we, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we connected because, you know, we were able to talk about some commonalities. And of course, even beyond, you know, the geekery of alien and science fiction, we had some other commonalities. So, you know, it's really a kind of a cool thing because I think, uh, uh, when, when the, movie comes out and people are standing in line and, and, you know, I would love for, for the alien franchise to get the same kind of news coverage that the star Wars franchise gets, you know, yeah. people are spending the night to get the tickets, you know, they're sleeping out on the street and they're dressing up, you know, they're cosplaying as they're waiting and, you know, they're, they're whatever. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? But nobody thinks of that because maybe yeah. it's a different fandom altogether. I don't know, but, but well, um, to be honest yeah. with you, I think, uh, arguably, the the two biggest films in the series, uh, the two most successful films in the series were the last one was released in 1986. So there's a lot of it's it's got cult status. There hasn't really been any film that's really engaged. Even yeah. Prometheus, it was mildly successful, but it really didn't engage. It didn't really make it to stratosphere. And I think for film for fans to kind of coalesce around. Um, and kind of uh, turn a film into a cult-like like status, mm -hmm. it's got to touch something. And I don't, I, I don't really think Prometheus or Alien Resurrection or Alien 3 did that, even though there's a lot of appreciation for Alien 3 these days. Um, yeah. There's a lot of kind of uh, a return to the fold of a lot of people who said, yeah, I hated it when well, it I came think, out I for years. I think uh, the appreciation's well-deserved after all these years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, again, I don't think Prometheus is ever going to get that. Um, I think it wasn't intelligently written, so it's just not going to happen. Um, but uh, I, I, but I, I'm right with you, Daryl. I, I would love to see that kind of the hype. Um, and I think Alien Day, um, which was kind of made official by Fox, was a step in that direction. They want that. They want. They don't have a Star Wars anymore. This is their Star Wars. So they need to get people on board. And, and I'll tell you that day, everybody that I knew. Was, head turned towards alien that day um, <laughs> right. online at least. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 
well, having an ill, having an alien day uh, itself, uh, you know, tells you a lot that uh, yeah. they actually recognize that point in time. And in fact, I suggested that we should have uh, two nineteen as Blade Runner Day, and you yeah. know, because that was the closest I could come with with twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> anyway. Well, it'll it'll be a couple of years from now. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the incept dates for a lot of the replicants have just passed us. Yeah, you know, it's see, back when I was in in, in grade school, and and you know, nineteen eighty four by George Orwell was was on the syllabus, and then we lived through nineteen eighty four, and it's nothing like it. So it's yeah. like you know, yeah, you guys Thanks are starting to see a lot of yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, you know, you're starting to see a lot of this. Uh, it, it, it's it's. It's a really cool indication of how far in the, you know, like when I'm writing a science fiction story and I'm trying to cast, cast into the, well, how far should I throw this? You know, it's, it's difficult now because used to, well, 30 years, you know, they'll never, you know, nobody's ever going to be around for this story. And now people are, people mm-hmm. are fanatical about it. And they're yeah. like, well, how cool is it? You know, or like when September 13, 1999 rolled around and all the space 1999 fans, you know, lost their, their, cookies you know i mean it's, it's just cool when you're, you're you're you feel like you're part of that future and and i would ask you this as there again as we go back to the difference in in our demographics being uh uh diplomatic um you know how do you feel when you say hmm i'm living at the time of the incept date of one of the replicants but the future as shown in that movie and the future and and the and the reality now I mean, what do you think of the the disparity? Or have you ever thought about it? You answer mm. first, Peter. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting because it's a parallel between their world and ours. And, I mean, our minds uh, just project the rest. They fill in the blanks. Um, it's just uh, it's really neat to think that we're living in a time when... 30 years ago, people thought, oh, we'll have robots, flying cars, you name it. And then uh, just send uh, the cops after the robots because they're naughty. <laughs> but uh, I, I just think it's interesting because we're so far off from uh, the predictions that science fiction has laid before us. But Jamie and I touched upon that uh, during our last episode. Mm-hmm. And, and I was saying how we could have a lot of those things, but... Uh, I feel like it's just a public safety issue that we don't have these things. And it's, it's good that we don't because it would probably be unsafe. Um, yeah, there needs to be a regulatory system in place. Um, yeah. I mean, but you even see, like, and I'm sure you guys have seen these videos of people taking um, drones, even the, uh, the, the, the onslaught of drones and people taking those drone engines. And this guy who made this land speeder out of a, a drone engine. Um, yes. That looks just like the one in Star Wars, but it's a little bigger, a little bulkier. And then there's this guy who made a, a, an actual hoverboard, and he, he went up and over the water, and there was no cables connected. Um, technology is just skyrocket. I mean, it's just taking off. And I, But we're also talking about how, they're, just in terms of the technology that we're using, our phones, our computers, um, there's a lot that is more advanced than um, what was going on in Blade Runner. Way more advanced. Yes. Um, touch screens, all of that stuff. Just some more of the, the bigger things like off-world colonies, space exploration. Um, none of that happens. Of course, none of that's happening. Um, and of course, because that takes money and time and um, and 
America is probably just not in that place. Uh, America is more concerned about who's going to the bathroom than they are about space travel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at, a, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 uh, I think about that kind of stuff for sure. I, I, I look at my phone. I'm, you know, um, just, just the technology that is mind blowing. Um, you yeah. know, um, and it, it, we're living in the future. We're living in a version of the Blade Runner future. Um, and it's exciting to me. Um, we don't have everything. I mean, hopefully I won't, I'll be alive when I'll get a ride in a flying car before I die. Who knows? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's exciting to me. Yeah. A spinner would definitely be cool to have in the car for it. That's yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Alfa Romeo spinner. I don't, even, I don't even have to own one. I just want to ride in one. Just ride in one. That's right. Don't beggars shouldn't be choosers. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully one day when I'm like 80, like, come on, son, what I remember. <laughs> well, I think though, you know, it's, it's, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, you can read a lot of, you know, how would you get to be a spacefaring society, blah, 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 and totally uh, just bum out. You know, at the end of the day, though, I think uh, the fact that you're dreaming about it is important. Yeah. Sure, you know, there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of reasons why we went to the moon, why we aren't on the moon, and, but we're in, we're in orbit. And we see some really, really cool pictures, if nothing else. But they're doing a lot of research on things that are so mundane and so boring. And it's so anticlimactic because I'm on a lot of those news lists. And it's like, oh, my God, how boring. Yeah. But, but they've got to do that kind of thing because that's what establishes the, the, the base, the, the bedrock. That's what gives you the Martian. Because somebody did all the homework to get the guy on the moon so that he could science the Mm-hmm. you know what out of it yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know it's i think it's it's how many how many astronauts do you see geeking out in orbit with their little enterprise model or yeah. or, or or you know uh their david bowie uh yes. Major tom i mean yes. it, it, it affects people and at the end of the day i'm going back to one of the original things that i said when we started talking when you keep these conversations going you never know who you're going to impress and who you're going to affect because somebody's out there listening to this stuff, having the same thoughts as you and never being able to articulate it. And when they hear this thing, they find an avenue to do that. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's a fascinating time. Um, kind of be alive and to be witnessing these things. And, um, yeah. And certainly, like you said, you know, these astronauts and, um, seeing what they, how they're kind of celebrating it themselves um, it's, I love it. I love it. I, I can't get enough. Um, we're about, about an hour and 15 minutes. We usually don't go more than an hour. We wanted to kind of get into the, um, the marketing of the alien film, but I think we should probably save that. This has been a really, really good episode. We've kind of talked about fandom and how it affects us. Um, yeah. Yeah. so I say we kind of wrap things up right now. Um, yeah. Um, Sounds good. I, it's been so great to hear from you, Daryl. Um, you know, we've, I know we've been talking about this for a while in terms of getting you on and kind of had a start and a stop. But uh, this is the stuff that I love. Uh, I love kind of engaging the fans and hearing the whys. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I will continue to. I mean, um, sure. but I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll save the uh, – me and Peter will just do the, the, uh, the uh, marketing. And we'll – you know, because there's a lot of kind of – like I just found that one video the other day on YouTube of – uh, the first it was just images of alien and mm -hmm. with a, an actress that didn't even look like Lambert. Maybe it was a yeah. 
Who knows? Who knows who, th who that was? That, Maybe it was her, but I don't know. That was a um, really cool. I'd never seen that. That yeah, I mean either. Before. That was. I just and, I just typed with the in, old voice, you know. Yes. Uh, da, da, da. And, and, the red, and the red lettering. Um, I was yeah. blown away. Um, it was like kind of like alien before they kind of decided what the aesthetic was going to be in terms what of what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. We'll probably watch each clip and discuss it, Peter and I. Um, uh, as you know, as we do that ep that episode, but uh, I, I thank you so much for coming on, for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy. Um, it's been fantastic. Anytime, it was a pleasure being here. And any way I can help you guys, don't hesitate to, to contact me. Absolutely, uh, Jamie. Right. I'm not sure if you know this, but Daryl was one of the first people to share our podcast on the internet. Really? Well, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. The support, the, the support that we have gotten. And that we get, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like people take time out to download our, our podcast and listen to what we have to say. I mean, I'm the one, I'm the kind of person who I'm like, are people getting tired of hearing from me? I think about that. <laughs> no, I do. Um, because I have a lot to say always. Um, and, uh, and in, sometimes, you know, in fandom, you kind of repeat yourself and I've repeated myself. I've talked about my issues with Prometheus quite a bit and I'll probably continue to, um, not just so to talk about them for the sake of talking about them, but because, whatever conversation we'll end might touch on something that's related or we might pivot back to yeah. it. Um, and I, but I, hopefully um, Covenant is going to kind of move us out of that and we're going to have a film that everyone kind of loves and characters that we can root for. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, if you don't, you know, if you find yourself doing these podcasts in this tone of voice <laughs> and you're bored out of your mind, it's time to quit. You know, yeah. I think people can forgive quite a bit of uh rabbit chasing and sidebars when when people are are passionate about what they're talking about and uh you know you guys have got to go you know you guys are doing that i mean you've got you've got you know you're on the one end and and peter's on the other end and yeah. in the meantime people are meeting in the middle so good luck and again any way i can help you guys you know how to reach me take I appreciate care. it man all right take care Bye -bye. thank you so much and thanks everybody for listening